Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. Welcome back to the Iron Self Podcast. Hey guys. On today's episode, we're talking about body image. Ooh, body image. So this is a, a topic that for me is very close to home. Um, and I think that this is a topic that so many of us are... Struggling with. We struggle with. We're greatly influenced by it. The media talks about it. It's like constantly in your face. And because everybody's got a body, it's constantly in your face. <laughs> I suppose. Okay, so body image, kind of what is it? And I think, how does it influence us? Body, body image is exactly what it sounds like. Um, so everybody has an idea of what the ideal body should look like. Whether we want to, you know, say it out loud or not, there's, there's those perceptions that have been put inside of our heads by social media, by movies, by television, by everything that goes on in front of these beautiful eyes that we have because we perceive what we, you know, see as beautiful, as strong, as healthy, as whatever that might be. And then we start to take pieces of all of these different bodies that we see and we start to kind of superimpose them on ourselves saying... This is what the ideal body should look like. And it turns into kind of that, this is what it should be. So we end up shoulding everywhere. Yeah. Kale's favorite thing, should all over us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is, is that each and every single one of our bodies is unique and different. And so when it comes to body image, to say, I want my body to look that way, like that person, I think is so unrealistic and it's complete bullshit, really. I just, I don't have another, a nicer way of saying that because I myself have lived this life where I have constantly compared myself to others, constantly wanted a different body, you know, oh, well, the media says that if you have a big butt and thighs, like, that's not beautiful. You should have this thigh gap or whatever it is. And so my whole life growing up, I spent all this time, like, comparing myself to the world around me telling myself I'm not beautiful, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, and all of the, that imaging going on and on and on. And so therefore, at a young age, I started dieting. And I started, oh, well, in order to make myself more beautiful, more worthy, more accepted by society, I should diet. I should look, I should try and force myself into looking this certain way in order to achieve that. And I never achieved it. And then after I had kids, I, or at least the first, the first two kids, I should say, I didn't know who I was before I had kids. And then once I had kids, I was like, oh, I should really figure this shit out. Like I should, I should love myself and the world should accept me now. I'm a, I'm a mom. And so then what I thought was, well, those, those girls that compete in competitions, I want to look like them because they're beautiful and society accepts them because they fit this this uh mold. mold yeah and so I was like okay yeah I'm gonna do a, a competition I hired a coach I started on that journey towards stage and I was what I'm gonna call at the time was one of my lower body weights and I got to stage and I was the fattest girl on stage now when we're talking about like superhumans like 
I was up there with the superhumans and I was, you know, holding my own, but I was still the biggest girl on stage. And I looked across the stage and I go, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not accepted. It's the same things you were telling yourself before this. Right. But I did all this work and I, I ate, I ate all the right things. I ate the chicken till I didn't want to eat chicken anymore. <laughs> ate so I, much chicken, you hated chicken. <laughs> I ate the egg whites. I, I ate the vegetables, you know, like I, I did everything. But what I didn't do was learn to love myself. Ooh. What I didn't do was learn to love that image in the mirror and to understand and embrace the fact that my body was unique and uniquely mine and that you cannot force your body into being something that it isn't. And I got up on stage and I was there and I was like ready for this amazing thing. And guess what didn't happen? I didn't become accepted by society. I didn't become accepted by the world around me. I didn't become more worthy or more loved or any of those things because what I learned in that journey was that that worthiness, that love, that acceptance, that came from inside. Mm. That didn't come from the world outside of me where I was looking for it. I had all the love I needed from my children. I had all the love I needed from, from you, from my husband. You know, I had that. But when somebody complimented me or anything like that, it didn't sit with me. I, I didn't feel that compliment. Didn't I didn't accept it. I didn't accept it. Why? Because <clears throat> on a deeper level, it wasn't, I wasn't worthy of it. On a deeper level... It didn't resonate with the beliefs that I held as true, that those those agreements that I had with myself, it didn't fit with that. So if it didn't fit with that agreement, I kind of brushed it off, right? Somebody was like, oh my God, you looking so good. And I'm like, uh-huh, thanks. Have you seen my ass lately? <laughs> you know? <clears throat> well, but, I, lo I love the, the way you just said that though, because like the whole body image thing right from the start of this was like, there's this perceived image which is exactly what you're talking about for a stage because there is a perceived image that you need to have to go onto these stages if you want to win and and again it's like that that cascade effect of if if you don't have it in here first then you're not going to be able to shine that everywhere else so i want to kind of jump down that rabbit hole because i want to talk a little bit more about what happened the second time i went to stage so the first time i didn't i didn't get what i was looking for out of it in for my own mental state. Um, then I spent some time doing a lot of self work, meaning who am I? Search, that soul searching, that self searching. Um, and why, why didn't I achieve this? Why didn't I find this great opening of the clouds where I was magically accepted by the world around me? And so then I decided, you know what? I actually love competing. And what I love about competing is that it's a little family. Like I, the acceptance that you receive within the organization. Everybody is there to cheer you on. Everybody is there high-fiving backstage. Um, and I loved that, I always say it felt kind of like my wedding day where like I got to get my hair and makeup done. I was all dolled up, I was ready to go. And I got to like just show off all my hard work, right? And that was what our wedding day was too. It was showing off all of our hard work, not only hard work on our relationship, but hard work planning a wedding because- And be dancing. Honest, and dancing. And we, dancing. Well, that's what I mean. Planning the wedding. We had to learn how to ballroom dance. Like, that was some hard work. <laughs> but the second time I went to stage, I, you know, okay, now I'm going to, I know what I need to know in order to get my body to look like this image that I, that is 
what I need to win. And I got on stage and I was so proud of myself. Not because I wasn't, I didn't, not because I didn't achieve my 100% goal, but because I did something for me that I felt worthy of myself. I felt the value that I had pro provided for myself. I was so intrinsically proud. I was enough in that moment. It didn't matter whether I had a medal, whether I was the last one standing on stage. None of that mattered because it was for me. And the first time, it was for me to be accepted. The second time, it was for me to accept myself. Hmm. And I think that that's where the difference was, was that I wasn't looking for that external acceptance. I truly accepted myself. I got up there, I rocked it, I loved it. I didn't place, but that didn't matter to me because I knew how much hard work I'd, I had put in and I did all the things that needed to get there. But this time mentally, I was ready to accept myself, to love myself. I think this time mentally you had already accepted yourself, right? You had learned to love what was on the inside. So then it was... It, regardless of what's what happens on the outside, it, it didn't matter. You because you worked your ass off quite literally, and because of how hard you pushed yourself, there there was that internal, that intrinsic love, that that self acceptance was there that second time. Whereas the first time you were using it as like a self expression, you were trying to do it for external validation rather than something for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so I really truly started to believe that I I could do whatever I needed to set my mind to and it didn't matter what my body looked like I truly love my body and that's what I love about the sport of competing was that I can push my body further than I thought and it was that pushing of my body and my mind how much further am I willing to go so then when it comes back to body image and the first time I started beating myself up when I came out of that competition state, it was, oh my God, that that fear of gaining five to 10 pounds, oh my God. Well, guess what? I gained 30 in a month because I didn't reverse diet. And to gain 30 pounds all at once, like that's a huge friggin' awakening. You're like, holy shit, like I am not the same person. But I, I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I didn't feel supported. The second time through, I was kind of excited to put on some weight. I was like, okay, like this, I know this lean state is not the place where I need to live long term. Hmm. And I think the total, like, like you already said, the big difference here is mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, my body didn't wasn't like 110% different or anything like that. It was still the same body I was born with. But you know, the mind state you came into it with was very different. Very different. So then <clears throat> this comes back to body image. It's like, do you need to be a size two to be accepted by the world around you and be accepted by yourself? And the answer to that question is absolutely no freaking way. Like, seriously, you can be healthy at any size. And it, that's something that I really want to preach is that you don't need to lose weight. We live in the society where we think we need to achieve a certain body weight or size. You don't need to be any of those things. You can be perfect just at any size. And I need you guys to totally, truly understand that and accept that. When it comes to wanting to lose weight or wanting to change your body, do it because you truly want to for your health reasons or because it's something that fits well with you. Do it to show yourself some love, right? Yeah. You you are worthy. 
I, it, I need to say that again because so many people need to hear this. You are worthy of the life that you want. You, you don't need to wait. You don't need to change specifically because somebody told you you need to change or for any other reason other than if you want to change, make a change. If you are happy living the way you're living, continue living the way you're living. Learn to love yourself. Learn to be okay with who you truly are. And I think that that's the, the key here is that any change that you're doing in your life, whether that be weight loss, whether that be, you know, um, muscle building or eating properly, moving your body, do it because you truly want to, not because you feel like you should or you have to or any of those things. Most of the time we wait until we've got this like pain point that's big enough that makes us create the change versus saying, hey, what is it that I want out of my life? How do I want to love myself? How do I want to show up? What kind of relationship do I want to have with myself? And understanding that you can have that relationship no matter what size you are, no matter what body you have. And begin from that mindset, that, that love for yourself, for this human inside of this fleshy being, and do, do that first and then begin to make the inside match the outside. Hmm. If you force the outside, it's only going to fight you. And I think that we, we need to really start to realize that beauty resides inside. We don't need to look a certain way to be beautiful. We don't need to fall within these societal norms to be accepted. You can accept yourself, you can be beautiful, you can be worthy, all of those things exactly as you are today without making any change whatsoever. And from that place of love, then you can start to create the changes that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. Again, it doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking. It doesn't mean that you have to change the world. You, you just need to accept yourself with who you are on the inside and then let that light shine to the outside. And I think that this another place that we can look at body image is like, okay, for females, we all know what like society places on us for our body image, but let's look at this from a male standpoint, Mike, you know, what does it look like for men for body image? If you're ready to make a change in your life, step into the best version of you, check out our Iron Self Transformation Program. Find more info on our website, www.ironbodycoach.com. Oh boy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never even thought about body image. Is that bad? Okay, well, <clears throat> let's, let's look at society. Society says, like, you need to look like Jason Statham. Done? <laughs> <laughs> for everybody who's just listening i just rubbed my head because i just shaved it last night jason statham okay but if that's the case and society says that you need to look you know ripped and you need to have all muscles or whatever you know how does that affect you on that deeper level of like do you place do men do the same thing as women where they place those shoulds all over themselves like they should look a certain way or anything like that or do men do it from a different motivation Boy, I, You're speaking for all of men, so... Yeah, this, this is fun. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't put too much thought to it, so I don't, I don't know if most men do. Um, I, I don't know what to say here. Well, what do you, well, how do you feel about it? 
Does The Rock make you feel like you need to like look a certain way or be a certain way? Uh, no, no, not really. I, I mean, you, you obviously you see movie actors and things like that and you're like, oh, that guy's in great shape. Um, if it isn't something that interests you, like the days before I was actively working out all the time, didn't affect me at all. Um, after I started working out, then I was like, ooh, I could do that. <laughs> um, but, it, but outside of that, I mean, there, there's always, you, you want to be healthy, you want to be strong for sure. But I don't think there is a lot of pressure from society to look like that for, for men. They, they celebrate the dad bods. I think that's like a big thing now, isn't it? I always hear like dad bods. Yeah. So when it comes to society, society doesn't place the same uh, boundaries on what a male body image should look like versus a female. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I think. At least that's your take on it, that's right? That's my take on it. And I think <clears throat> that that is something that's really important. It's like, Why? Why do we as females attach so much um, of our worth to what our body looks like when it's not the same on the other end of that spectrum? Males don't tend to place the same value on that. And I think that, that's, that that is a huge question. If you are placing your entire worth based on what you externally look like, I want you to stop and pause and ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Why can't society accept you just as you are? Well, I think one of the craziest things is like, like you're saying, like a lot of women place these high, this, this super high expectation on themselves. And I mean, this, this is yourself included. Um, when you talk to their husbands, they're the husbands of these wives that are like, you know, pushing themselves so hard. The husbands are like, oh no, I'd, I'd love them the exact same either way. I love them exactly as they are. So it isn't even that a lot of the times the people that are directly in their lives have those expectations. Again, it comes back to the, the societal norm or the, the what we perceive from the media. But again, it's not the people that are directly in our lives. Like if you have good friends, they're not going to be the ones that are like, you need to lose weight You're, or else I'm going to stop loving you. If those are your friends, pick new friends. Mm, I think that that's so powerful. It's, it comes back to our perception. Our worth, our value, our self-love, all of the, the pressure that we put on ourselves comes back to our perception and what we perceive that we should be doing or that we need to do in order to receive value. Mm. And we need to start to change that perception. What can I do to be a healthier version of myself? And maybe that healthier version of yourself starts in your mind. You know, what is the messaging that I'm telling myself? And from that point, what, how can I show up today to begin to show myself a little bit of love, hmm. right? Your worth, your self-worth is exactly self-worth. How you feel about yourself, the worth that you place on yourself. Nobody else gets to determine that. Mm-hmm. But we allow all these outside factors to determine whether I'm worthy or not. I mean, how many clients do I have that determine their entire self-worth is dependent on the freaking scale? <laughs> Break your scale. Hide your scale. You like, don't need seriously, that. <laughs> like, no, like, I have, I have women that will weigh themselves daily or several times a day. And if that scale doesn't tell them what they, in their brain says, I, that scale needs to say, then their entire self-value and self-worth is dictated by that the rest of their day their mood their energy levels how they show up and how they treat others and treat themselves yeah 
That's crazy. So when it comes to your body image, it is exactly your body image. Mm -hmm. Nobody else in this world is allowed to judge that. Nobody else in this world is allowed to tell you whether it's accepted or not. You get to. And if you don't accept your own body, if you have a problem with the way that you physically look, then you are the only one with the power to change that. And, and there are steps that you can do to, t- to change that. We're not saying that you have to, but if that is something that is truly in your, you know, in your focal point, in your focus of your life, then you need to be the one that makes that change. You need to be very honest with yourself if that is something that, is, that you actually want to do. One of the things with body image is that we begin to come to a place of self-compassion. At least I found self-compassion as one of those things that was really helpful for me to begin to take a step towards my body image being empowering for me versus disempowering. And it's that common humanity approach that comes with self-compassion. It's that I'm experiencing this with the entire rest of the world. I am not the only person that has cellulite. I am not the only person with extra skin on my belly after having children. You know, like these are things that there are thousands upon thousands and upon thousands of people that all have this. Guess why? Because we're human and this is part of being human. These airbrushed images, this is not normal. Take off your Snapchat filters, people. Like, (laughs) we got to get outside of that and start realizing what is normal and what is beautiful. And redefining that for ourselves. And that's going to be what we allow our confidence to come through with. Confidence comes from repeatedly doing something. You don't feel confident in your your abilities or skills, then you need to practice those abilities and skills to become confident. Yeah. But we attribute confidence with our self-worth and self-value, right? Our self-esteem. But that's all determined inside. So I know that I will struggle with body image issues for most of my life. And that's something that I I take strides in every single day because it was something that wasn't ingrained in me from a young age was to love myself. And so every single day, it's effort. It's work for me to show up and to love myself. But if you sit there and you go, oh, okay, well, I, I, I'm fat or whatever the expression is. And, oh, look at the fat on my belly. You're, you're resonating with that. Now, what if you were to, and you take that and you completely 180 and you go, I'm beautiful, I love the fat on my belly. It doesn't fit like, it doesn't feel like it fits. It just feels like you're lying to yourself. So start using those neutral expressions. It's like, I have a body. Can't argue with that. You have a body. It's valid. Right? Like, you know, I have fat. Guess what? We all do. You can't argue with that. Like, a person that doesn't have fat is probably dead. No, but I mean, like, realistically, you, all, you have to have fat on your body in order to... Top bodybuilders in the world are still sitting at, like, 2 to 4% body fat. You, you have to have some form of fat on your body, and it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? And so, really, starting to use those neutral expressions that you can't argue with, that's where the empowerment in your self-concept comes in. It's like, okay, I can see my muscles today. I love that, you know? Or I can, I can move my body today. Yeah, you can. You can't you can't argue with these things. And these are the expressions, these neutral expressions that you can't argue with 
are going to be what's going to help you start to begin to make those changes in your life to start believing in yourself, to start practicing that self-love, to start practicing that self-worth. And over time, that's when it comes in. I mean, I have a bracelet that I tie to my wrist and it usually has um, some sort of a saying that goes with it. And I say that once that bracelet has fallen off, you have met that saying. Um, and so the very first one that I had was I love myself. And on my vision board, it says your greatest responsibility is to love yourself and to know that you are enough. And so every day I said that to myself, I love myself and I know I am enough. And even now, like, it feels like uh, if you can feel like the tears wanting to well up when I say that, because it's like, that's powerful. That, that, that messaging that you're giving yourself affects you on a much deeper level than you truly know. Mm -hmm. When that bracelet fell off, I actually had this moment of like, I think I've hit it. Did it? I think I've hit it. But it was that repetition every single day. That's why I need the bracelet because it reminds me. So this bracelet is I believe in myself. And guess what? Right now, don't always believe in myself. But that's okay because I know that it takes effort and it takes work. It takes that comp constant repetition to be able to get there. And so when it comes to your body image and the, the view that you have about yourself, it's about that constant repetition. It's, about, it's not about how often do I slip and fall. It's about how often do I get back up and start right back on track with where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got some value out of this. I hope that you can use my experiences to really begin to resonate with me and share that with yourself, that you know that you are worthy, you are enough, and you are loved. Share this episode with a friend, a family member, or anybody that you feel that could benefit from it. Thank you so much for listening today. Bye for now.